sunlight hurts my eyes And something without warning love Bears heavy on my mind Then I look at you And the world's alright with me Just one look at you And I know it's gonna be WNHHFM Just in Time Conversations. I'm your host, Justin Farmer, inviting you to be in community with us in conversations and ideas that matter with people making a difference. Today, our guest, Joseph Ugly of 2V Stream. <laughs> so, how are you, Joe? I'm doing pretty good, man. Can't complain. It's good being here, by the way. Thanks for having me. No, uh, I, it, it is a real treat to have you. I uh, I think you, besides my college, besides my college radio show, I think you were the first radio show I went on. Is that right? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Outside of college is the first. Okay, that, that'll work. <laughs> No, man, it's real good seeing you here. Uh, every time I see you, it's like uh, I see you at a protest or something. I run into you at some kind of a protest. I understand you went to one today, right? Facts. <laughs> <laughs> Sky Seacar protest. There's uh, one in Danbury. I got to go. <laughs> like, who's snitching on me already? Uh, <laughs> so how did you, right? This is something that I'm sure people will want to know. I want to know. How did you get the nickname Joe Ugly? <laughs> <laughs> Joe Ugly. Uh, first of all, you must understand. Uh, ugly means peeling back the cosmetics people put on stuff and mm. face it in its purest element. So in other words, it's Joe Real. Mm. Simple and plain. Wow. Okay. All right. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's yep. a little longer story behind it, but that's generally what it is. Okay. Yeah. It's like, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, the, the name works. It works for me. You know? I mean, there are some people in my family who would threaten people if they ever call them ugly. <laughs> you know, it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Easy now. <laughs> no, no. It, and that that's why I'm just, I, I laugh because I'm just like, you're a big guy. So, like, mm -hmm. first I'm like, yeah, call me ugly. I'm like, all right. Have you, have you swear you want me to call you ugly? All right. <laughs> Man, I love it. I love it. Because I know inside, you know, what it means to me. Hey, It means keeping it real. Uh all too many people just put these, you know, this cosmetics and things, you know. Mm. It's so, you know, to me, it just reminds me, it grounds me. It keeps me focused on who I am and what I aspire to be every day. So, Joe Ugly of 2V Stream. Yes. What is 2V Stream? Who is 2V Stream? All right. 2V Stream is a spin out of, actually, 2V Stream is the marketing and distribution outlet of Global Youth Media Initiative. Hey. Global, which is a nonprofit organization. Global new, global youth, if I could speak. Well, you would think this all these years in radio, you know, <laughs> you know, I could do this, but no. Uh, global Youth Media Initiative is a spin out of Ugly Radio. Okay. Uh, Ugly Radio uh, has been around since what, oh, five? Oh, wow. Yeah. And uh, this came about, it's uh, because we were working with kids, uh, young people, while we were Ugly Radio. 
and breaking them into uh, media, especially this new media. You know, I found it it was best for us to continue in that thing. And radio, as you know, the, the word alone, uh, when we did a survey, the word radio, and we did a strong survey too, the word radio was not resonate, resonating with uh, young people. And uh, we had the, we did it, and most young people saw radio as something in their parents' car, mm. something. Uh, I even heard radio antennas. <laughs> it, you know, it, it was all of that, but it was not resonating with young people in regards to the space where they get their information or new music. Mm -hmm. So 2V string means videos and voices of the unheard, which is what Ugly Radio was in the first place. It only played independent hip-hop and R&B music and independent voices. So, wow, no, that is is great to to have such a platform. And Mm -hmm. so how long has 2V stream been around? 2V Stream itself, because when we first started a nonprofit, as I said, 2V Stream is the distribution arm of global youth media. Okay. Uh, we started that in 2019, but 2V Stream actually is only like uh, two years old. Okay. Right after the pandemic, we were going towards the word stream because it was during the pandemic when we had people on lockdown where we decided to you know, look into the brand itself, the brand radio, and see... What was the difference? Because, you know, if you look, there's a generation switch from when I started to now, you know. And if I want to stay focused with servicing young people, you have to, you know, meet them where they are. Or too often, people in my generation often look like, you know, they have to meet us where we are and don't realize that (laughs) my generation didn't even grow. We didn't know what the hell a computer was, let alone the (laughs) Internet, you know. So <laughs> to think that we had, we have to make them reach us where we are, it's just stupid. No, I, I appreciate when I, anytime that I've come on for you to have youthful music, right? Having local artists, people mm-hmm. spinning their bars. Mm-hmm. Um, but something, one of the first times I came on, I remember you were on Twitch. And I was like, what? Yeah, what yeah. are you doing on Twitch? Yeah, yeah. Um, so how, I guess one of my questions to you, mm-hmm. you've been in radio for a while. Long time. <laughs> Long time. I actually started at a local radio FM over here, uh, WYBC. Hey. I started on that back in, what, 93? <laughs> yeah, before you were born. <laughs> I didn't say it. <laughs> make, make me sweat. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I didn't say it. You can't put it on me. <laughs> there you go. No, I was doing this for a while. And so how, I guess, how has radio changed for you? And then how has that changed the way that you bring people into it? Well, I was changed from the years. But, you know, I followed radio mm-hmm. as it transitioned from vinyl to CDs mm-hmm. to flash drives, you know, to downloads. Now, and I followed the way it went on the technical side and realized that the talent side had to follow that as well. Uh, because with every technical change, there is a, a generational change. So if you want to reach people, 
at certain gaps, you have to look at, unless you just want to lock into one group and, you know, die with that group. That's fine, too. You know, people do that. But for me, I always wanted to be relative with information. Mm. And, you know, if you you listen to my show, you know, it can reach from the kids on the street all the way to the someone in the boardroom. To, I'm in doing to the stock White House. exchange. I'm like... <laughs> Well, you know, it's really interesting. When I started doing uh, the business report on my show, uh, when, that's when we were doing the morning show. Mm. And I, I remember people were saying, like, why are you doing stock exchange, you know, doing stock report on a hip-hop radio station? And I'm like, well, why not? <laughs> you know, the, the thing is, people try to, you know, they don't try to reach people where they are and help them. They might mm. try to reach them then, let them stay there. And get in that zone with them. Speak on it. My thing is, if I have this the, this platform, why don't I reach people where they are and help them move forward? Now, if you listen to all time, you know, hip hop radio stations across the countries are now doing business reports. Mm. You know, and it's now a thing. You know, independent music. I look at that and I say, hey, you know, why these guys don't have a voice? Mm. now independent music is a thing you know uh like right now we're covering only high school sports wow we our program cover high school sports that's one of our niche product uh, high school sports and we're getting ready to expand in a huge way let me just say this it's called global youth media for a reason (laughs) okay (laughs) yeah we're we're looking to expand in a real big way and uh, we're in talks to make some things work over there. Uh, but, uh, again, meeting people where they are and helping them move forward. If y'all are just joining us, you're listening to Just In Time Conversations on WNHHFM 103.5. Um, we are here with Joe Ugly of 2V Stream. You were just talking about how you are following, you know, youth sports mm-hmm. how did you you know come to this idea of like hey every you know every soccer mom every football dad mm-hmm. right yelling in the background mm-hmm. has their smartphone these days but what made you go you know we need to record this and share it well you know i always look at what's out there and see how you can improve it mm. uh going back to independent music Music was out there. Look, I did not invent independent music. <laughs> independent music was two cavemen in a cave talking about roo, roo, roo. That's the first independent artist, you know. <laughs> I didn't invent radio. Radio's been around a long time. But I just look at those two elements and say, why can't they blend? Why can't we put these things together and make them work? Same thing with uh, looking at high school sports. Uh, I look at, if you look at middle school or They'll pop uh, one of sports, you know, the younger kids. That's too young to try to get a good grasp on the, mm. uh, on the story. But if you start looking at high school, this is when athletes starts to shine. Mm. And to me, it's surprising that no one stopped and said, hey, you know what? Let's put a spotlight on that. Everyone wants to cover college. Everyone wants to cover uh, pro I look at high school and I say that's a needed commodity. And I, you know, I'm going to say shout outs to Eric Pachowski, uh, hey. the athletic director here at the city of New Haven. 
from the minute I spoke to him about it, the first time, he was like, how can I help? Mm. That guy did not stop for five seconds. Now, you know, I have other districts that are chasing me down to get what New Haven has right now. Because right now we're covering New Haven. And one of the things that I noticed also is, uh, like, for example, high school basketball. Uh, and I'm going to speak on this real quick. Hey. <laughs> I look at that, and we do play-by-play. Last season we had play-by-plays where the guys were there on location, and they're hosting a, a, uh, a show, a, a game, mm-hmm. and we're broadcasting it live. And you have the guys saying, you know, the referee's making bum calls. And that annoyed the crap out of me. That really annoyed me because in the stands, scouts. Yeah. So if you have a 16, 17-year-old who's getting referee stressing them out to all ends, what is going to happen to his performance for a scout? Which is where we need our kids to have that avenue to get to college. And if you're looking for scholarships and that type of stuff, we, I don't have time to play that game with the ref. If he, don't, he or she don't realize that what they're doing mm. with their little attitudes is hurting our kids from elevating, then I'm going to put the spotlight on you. So when my kids, you know, the guys were like, ooh, I don't know about that call, but uh, if the referee call it, I guess. But we have, the, we have the play, and that got out to market. By the next game, the referees were like, you know, had a couple refs walk over. And, Was that a good play? <laughs> you know, it's like it's accountability. Mm. So, yeah, I think it's important that we have a voice. We have a space, and I know, especially in high school level. So, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to expand, like I told you. Because of that, we are expanding in great ways. I, I can tell you that much. You know, it's interesting what you just said. I had uh, Paul Bass on here a couple of weeks ago. Good guy, good <laughs> guy. You know, what, what you guys doing right here? <laughs> Paul, give me a call. <laughs> Way back in 2013, can we talk? Hey. Yeah, he said, I'm starting this independent radio station. What do you want to do? You want to do a morning show? I'm in. Wow. I said, but I'm keeping ugly radio. He said, no, 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 it's good. It's good. You can... <laughs> no, no. Good guy. I was the morning show guy on here. Hey. We did that for, for a few years. Hey. I got too old for it. <laughs> I, can't st- I can't get up at f- what, four in the morning anymore, especially since I go to bed like one. <laughs> no, I got sleep on back order, man. I got sleep sleep on back order. I can't even, I don't know what it is, man. It goes back to my military days. It's just like (laughs) catching sleep is a problem. I mean, that's another story. In basics, you're supposed to be at the barracks. Come on now. (laughs) Yeah. The thing about it is like you stay on alert all the time. You know, your your mind is like any minute you're going to get called to action, you know. (laughs) (laughs) But I I had Paul on here a couple Mm -hmm. of weeks ago. And he was talking about the importance of Speaking local of, media. Yeah. And so it's something, you know, that you just touched on, like mm-hmm. the influence of just having local media. Yeah. Absolutely. And in all facets, too. Uh, local media is a necessity. Mm. It is a necessity. It's not a luxury. It is a necessity. And I wish that they stopped pumping more money to pay 
local talents more. And I'm speaking hard body and those over at the network, uh, the, the local networks uh, mm-hmm. over here in television, uh, newspaper is a necessity. And of course, look, I support New Haven Independent, La Vos. I give it mad props, NHH, big time, because mm-hmm. if you don't have a local voice, you really don't have a voice. Yeah. The narrative is controlled by corporate America. And you can't have that. We can't, if we want to have some form of, uh, I, I, you know, democracy, saying democracy is so cliche. But if we want to have some form of, yeah, you can push it in. There you go. <laughs> but if we want to have some form of voice, you know, um, which is a level of democracy, but we must have local voices. We must have local media. I, 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 I think it's interesting that in other communities, mm-hmm. I see all the time people almost get jealous of mm-hmm. New Haven County because they're just mm-hmm. like, Oh, you got the independent. Or, oh, you know, even seeing other smaller communities mm-hmm. that just don't have right. competitors, right? right? And so there's one narrative. Right. And so I think it's really interesting what y'all are doing. Where That's just dangerous. It's just dangerous to have one narrative. I will not want to be the only voice in town. I remember, listen, when Ugly Radio was around and we were like the only independent radio station. I keep seeing people trying to pop up and do a little independent. And people come to me, oh, Joe, you know, they're coming up on you. I'm like, good. <laughs> it's good. I don't want to be the only voice in the space. I never wanted that. Mm. Never wanted that. And, and to this day, I don't want to be the only voice in the space. Because I'm carrying my narrative. I don't want that to be the only thing out there. I want to hear other people. I think. And if we have that mentality of it's only us, look, I live by the fist. And it's a crazy theory, but I live by the fist. No, seriously. If you hold your hands too tight to let any good out, you just held it too tight to let any good in. Hey. I'm that dude who, look, I'm willing to share, always willing to share. Something that I appreciate about you is that you really do try to listen to everything and you always have your opinion. <laughs> right. But you, you try to listen to everything, so I thank you. <laughs> I, I guess my question to you, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> over the next couple of days, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody and their mother is siloed with what's happening on in Washington. But mm-hmm. like, how how do you ground yourself and figure out how to come to your own conclusion? What's your process? I just don't take first narrative at hand and i think we have become a a nation of just what's thrown at us Mm. uh i question everything Mm. so even if i locked into what's going on in dc i'm i want to know more about it so i start doing my own independent research and look i don't have much clock (laughs) but i still take the time to get that information and i think that's critical too you must be, like, you've been on TV stream, but even when we were Ugly Radio, the one thing that I say straight up is under no circumstances, under no, I take it someone said something. <laughs> Harry Joe says he sure is ugly. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love that guy. But uh, made me lost my train of thought. But <laughs> come on, man. I got the tension span the size of a gnat right now. Don't go <laughs> 
<laughs> don't go changing the subject. I forget what the hell we're talking about. Go ahead. No, you, you, you were talking about how you try to make sure to have, do your own research and not take the first narrative. Right. Like when you visit us on Ugly Radio, what's, what's the first thing I always say? Somebody say something, I always say source that. Facts. Don't just agree with the first thing that comes to mind. They don't know. And maybe that's why I can't remember everything is because I keep so, <laughs> so much going on in the brain. No, but uh, you have to source stuff. Facts. I, you know, you, there's no growth if you're just going to follow everything that you just got. You know, you, when I say source it, you got to dig it up. I don't care if you are a politician, if you are a rapper, if you are a guy throwing trash. Understand why you throw, you know, the trash that you're throwing. Understand why that person who put the, the to me, I think if I was throwing trash, I want to know, okay, guy out here, he put this to the curb. What was going through? What, what, what's that? You know, what, what's that about? Why did you leave it out there? You know, to me, I, I have an investigative mind. I want to know why. Why is this leaning into the street? And I'm not looking to it for a complaint. I'm looking for it for information. Why is your trash can leaning in the street every time? Well, it could simply be that your trash can is leaning in the street because the sidewalk is uneven. So why am I going to put it back in the same space? <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? It's just going to fall in the street because now it's lighter. Mm. So, you know, you, you just got to be inquisitive about stuff like this. No, I, I, I definitely appreciate that perspective. For those of y'all who are just joining us, you're listening to Just In Time Conversations, WNHH-FM 103.5. Um, our, our guest today, Joe Ugly, just spitting about how he feels people should be independent thinkers coming up to conclusions themselves. I, If I could just interject. Yes. I like, you know, I'm huge on branding. <laughs> I love a good brand when I hear a good brand or see a good brand. Oh, my God, Just In Time? God takes his name and throw it into it in time. What? Nice. That's a good brand, man. Right. Once I start breaking down legal cases, I'll call it just in case. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Right. Um, so I, I, I guess one of the questions I've always wondered is how, you know, what, what can people do to get to youth to pay more attention to local happenings? Right. Because I think so much of us pays attention on what's going on everywhere else. Mm -hmm. But the decisions that happen at the local level. Right. Mm -hmm. Every day I see it where. Mm -hmm. If you don't have reporting, mm -hmm. things just happen in an instance and mm -hmm. nobody talks about it. So how do we get youth to pay attention to the local aspect? First of all, we have to get out of that tunnel mentality. Mm -hmm. You know, we have to. You know, and that's people who are in certain spaces who believe that, well, if you're not interested, we're just not, we're going to leave you behind. Mm. You know, and n not paying attention to the long-term damage that you do with that mentality. You have to reach young people where they are and then try to help them move forward. You're not going to bring them all along. Know that going in. <laughs> yeah, but you... You have to make an effort to reach young people where they are. And it's like, I know someone is interested in rap. Mm -hmm. Fine. 
Go in the booth, spit something. Let me hear. Or what about if you do it this way? What about if you do this? What about if you do that? What about, and I'm just, boom. Meet people where they are and bring them forward. We have uh, young people in particular. Teachers. I say to teachers, meet your students where they are and bring them forward with the knowledge you have. I think that's something that is so missing in our society where we just, well, I give you the information. You should have took it. Really? (laughs) Really? Why? You didn't motivate me to take it in the first place. (laughs) I don't know. I I, I appreciate that, you know, as I I was coming here from the protest, I ran into Tom Breed. Mm. And he's like, love that guy. He's like, oh, so Joe and Caleb coming on. And I was like, damn. <laughs> That's a great example of reaching someone where they are and bringing them forward. Caleb is my son. I mean, he is, that kid has turned into, I mean, him and I are closer than my own blood son. Mm. He's just that kid who is 100% on point. I mean, we get along great. And it's not like I'm looking for someone who is, you know, I got you got to be in my sink. To, no, you don't. People with their own opinions are great. Mm. But this is someone who needed leadership, someone who needed guidance. And to just say, hey, you know, get it on your own, young man. So find your way. What am I really doing for society? Mm. You know, I like to look at it right now. Well, should I not like to, but I look at it like the the sun is not coming up on me anymore. It's going down. Mm. Well, you know, when I leave this planet, I hope that I can leave a legacy like my mom. Hey, you know, I love to do that. I mean, my mom left this earth, and there's so many people who she has touched in so many ways. The great Nora Barker Joseph. Boom. I will love to be in that same shoe when I leave this earth. She's my mentor. <laughs> I got that line from the gentleman, the, the movie. Go, go look at it. Okay. <laughs> Went over my head. I was yeah. like, what is he talking about? She's my mentor. <laughs> go ahead. Who, who are other mentors to you that, you know, really shaped, molded you? It's a group of individuals. Uh, first of all, I grew up without a father. Mm. Father was not in the home. But there were people around who were great role models to me. Mm. Love them, hate them, don't ignore them. The great, it was true. The great Hank Parker. He was like a father figure. He was Uncle Hank to me. The first black treasurer in the United States of America. Wow. Uh, Right, here, right out of New Haven. Wow. Um, he was like, Hank, hey, young man, uh, you need to, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's my guy. You know, he was like, hey, young fella, so what are you doing this week? You know, and I can talk with him. And he was so calm about stuff with me. And he's like, oh, so, oh you're still young. You're going to get it. And it used to trigger me like, why can't I get it right now? You know, <laughs> story of my life. <laughs> yeah, you know, oh, yes. 
you're going to get it. And it's just the way he just, he just helped me search for myself. Because when I was younger, man, I, I, I was, I look up to that guy. Like he was the dude. Mm-hmm. He was the dude. Uh, now there are other close family friends as such. Uh, you know, but my mom, of course, played a hell of a role. Mm. Her philosophies and stuff. Oh, man. She was something else. Did she have the old Southern? Uh... The Trinidad. Trinidad. Oh, Trinidad. Okay. Yeah, she had that old Trinidad. <laughs> she bring that Trinidad thing to me. A, a, a old, a old no, broom she... sweeps best, but a new broom sweeps good? <laughs> no, no, no. You know what she used to say? It's so funny. My mom, I'll say, because all of my friends, it's a long story, but I'm not going to go through the whole story, but. I used to hang out in then used to call Ashman Street Projects. I hung there mm. so much people thought I lived there. Those were all, all my friends from schools were, and mom never had a problem because I, she always said. And I remember the first time I went there, and I came back and she goes, uh, "Don't." And she said, "How was it?" I said, "It was cool." And she said, "You know, people like to judge people over there, but I tell you right now, you don't have that luxury. Mm. You will not judge anyone." I'm like, "Why would I judge?" She said, "That's right." Because if not for the grace of God, there goes you. I was like, wow. You know, and that stuck with me. My friends, those same same guys, we're still great friends, best friends to this day. Hey. And they grew up hanging out in my house. Well, I'm leaving the house. Hey, Mom, where are you going? Oh, I'm going up on the Ave and hang out for a while. Going up on the Ave. And it's like, yeah, you know, Dix will have you. She's like, okay, just remember that's not just your last name. <laughs> They used to stop me from doing stupid things out here because of a, hey, that ain't just your last name. Mm-hmm. My same friends from the projects. Hey. That's the way. Shout out to C. White. Hey. AC. <laughs> Stormy Norm. <laughs> and, of course, my dude, Phil Brooks. <laughs> it was five of us. That, we were like, yo, we, we ran hard. That's old school radio when you do the shout outs. Yeah, <laughs> shout outs. You know, shout outs to them. Guys. Come on, man. Got to do it. What? By the way, uh, Karel is getting uh, indoctrinated into the Hall of Fame. I want to interview that guy. Uh, uh, He was a a big basketball star here in New Haven. Anthony Karel, look it up. Okay. Get his stats. (laughs) No, he's getting ready to get indoctrinated. uh, What's it, uh, next month? Wow. Yeah. It's been a while. Long time. Should have been already indoctrinated. But that's another story. Go ahead. A lot of people <laughs> sleep on New You know, a lot of people sleep on New Haven, and there's mm-hmm. so much that happens here mm-hmm. that oh, I'm yeah. always just like, really? Like, yeah. the Panther trials, you have all oh, these yeah. people. Forget about it. Yeah. <laughs> so what? what's the thing that you love about New Haven? What's the thing that makes you go like, this is right? Because there's so many places mm-hmm. you could have gone. Mm-hmm. I have an overall about New Haven. My overall is, it's like the Goldilocks town. <laughs> now, I'm dead serious. New Haven is like the Goldilocks town. It is big enough for you to have enough fun, but not too big that you get lost. Mm. I think that's the best description of New Haven to me. Goldilocks town. It's like, because, look, I go anywhere in New Haven and have a good time. Mm. I don't have any lockouts. That's just, and I never did. Right. Never did. I, I mean, any neighborhood... Any and every neighborhood. I never had any lockouts. I mean, New Haven, it's, it's a great town. Mm-hmm. Look how I travel all over the planet. 
I've lived in different countries with the military. Look, I'll tell you right now, New Haven is a great space. It's a great town. And, you know, I would like to see it grow. But right now, you know, we have a strong level of gentrification going on in the town. And it's pushing out a lot of the locals. A lot of people, and it's pushing out locals because of systematic and systemic. And there's a little difference. Systematic, because it's in the system. Systemic, because it's widespread. It's systematic and systemic racism that is actually, that has been, and it's coming through from different areas too. It's not just, you know, I'm not just saying government. No, you, banking. Oh no, absolutely. You know, banking has hurt our town from People who had strong ownership in the likes of New Hallville <laughs> in the 60s and 70s, those are gone. Why those banks weren't giving up loans in the 90s? Equity, you know, like giving equity loans or uh, refinance mortgages mm. back in the 90s so people can do things to their homes and, you know, build their community or expand and send their kids to college. So, you know, that was systemic and it was widespread. And, it, it was no. systematic and systemic. Go ahead. No, I, you know, New Hall at one point was one of the wealthiest black communities in, in the Northeast. Right. Not just in Connecticut, in the Northeast. New Hallville had businesses. When I first moved to this country, mm. and, you know, I was a young man, and I tell you, in New Hallville, black businesses were thriving. Mm. We're not just talking about the barbershops and hair salons. We had dry cleaner. Hey. We had. Uh, drugstore, we had local uh, corner store, the the local grocery store, uh, a mid-sized grocery store that should have grown into something bigger, Bob's Market over there at the corner division in uh, Dixville. Oh. That should have been a bigger, that should have been evolved into something bigger. But it was limited. You know, you, you speak to people from who who came from that era and, was, and have knowledge of that era, you realize this time, you know, you, you question, was it a target? You know, was this, was certain neighborhoods targeted? I, well. And I'm not naive to think they weren't. No, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, right? Like, the, you had that IBM right down on Dixwell where mm-hmm. they put a ton of money. They were like, hey, we want to put up a ton of cameras, right? Which mm-hmm. is one of the reasons why New Haven has a ton of cameras, mm-hmm. right? So, I, I, as you talk about housing, right? Mm-hmm. Housing is an issue everywhere mm-hmm. all across the country mm-hmm. right you have private equity firms mm-hmm. that buying up homes right and some of these guys are, you know they're not even renting to locals and they just airbnb them. you know so i i can't hit on capitalism no i'm not i'm not gonna <laughs> I can't. I, no i'm not i'm not gonna hit on capitalism that's just the way it is but that don't mean that government don't have a space that government don't have a responsibility to its citizens to step in and say, no, you can't do X, Y, Z in my town. I represent this area without getting lubed up and greased up in the back room. I mean, come on, stop it. I told you I keep it ugly, man. That's the name. Listen, I, you know, I, I laughed when I read one of the firms, I think it was uh, Ocean, right? Mm-hmm. They sold the portfolio, 500 properties. Mm-hmm. Still had one of the largest properties in the city. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, mm-hmm. How? 
But then we saw the other day with the homeless encampment, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And pulling them out, making a move from off of that. Look, when you look at homelessness, should be a crime to government. Government, no, I'm dead serious. And you're in government, and there's homelessness in your area in this country, in this space that we, if you should, oh my God. Homelessness should be a crime to government because we have the resources to do things. We just don't have the motivation. And if the only motivation is to shame people into things, well, what what kind of a society are we really living? If y'all are just joining us, you are listening to Just In Time Conversations on WNHH FM 103.5. I'm your host, Justin Farmer. Our guest, Joe Ugly. Um, talking about where and how are we living. Um, I, You know, we, we talked about, you know, I, I think that's interesting framing, right? Mm-hmm. Crime to government. Because we've been talking, the conversations that you hear mm-hmm. is like these people shouldn't be poor mm-hmm. and individualism. But then we talk about, as you were talking about, systemic issues mm-hmm. and it really should be the government stepping in on some of these issues. Uh, People kill me when, uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go, go ahead. No, you know, it's like government has a space. Government has a responsibility. That's what we have government for. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it just kills me when you hear people talk about, oh, you know, I want smaller government. Why? <laughs> Why? What is the purpose of smaller government? Opposed to effective government. Mm. Push for effective government. I'm not saying government is necessary. You know, people get frustrated with things and think the solution is to get rid of it. Mm. Well, that's literally throwing the baby out with the bathwater. You know? <laughs> I mean, come on. Well, not literally, but <laughs> figuratively speaking, of course, but still. Hold on to that baby. <laughs> exactly. What is, what is the purpose of government? Government is to serve the people. That's its only purpose. Well, I, I, I know you're a person who likes to serve it up, so switching switching okay. it up on you. Okay. What's a hot take that Joe Ugly has? <laughs> a hot take? Define that. What do you mean by a hot take? What well, what's the truth to you where, you know, other people are like, I don't know about that and you're just like, You're wrong, right? Like you you're just wrong. I don't right, like one of my hot takes is that I don't believe in umbrellas. Like, I know they're factually a thing, right? I don't think there's anything that I am that locked in on. You don't have any? I don't think there's anything that I, I'm just going to say that because I'm always willing to hear what the hell do you, why you <laughs> feel this way about something, you know? Like, for example, umbrellas. You know, and it's just like, I think people don't deep dive into things. Mm. We walk around. For, for as long as I could remember where they say if you open an umbrella in a house or in a building it's bad luck yeah. we, we, you, you've heard it <laughs> it's one of the the only person who's benefiting from that theory is the guy who's making an umbrella <laughs> you must understand this we don't and you know deep diving don't take big thinking no just think for one second 
tell me one umbrella company that don't have walls on the roof. <laughs> one, if you could point to me one umbrella manufacturer that don't have walls and a roof, I shut up. And I've yet to heard of one of them going up in flames. Or there's something happening negative in them. They make umbrellas indoors. You're telling me they don't open them to do quality testing? Seriously? That's all outside. You didn't know? Oh, yeah. They take them out back and stand under. <laughs> they stand under a hose. <laughs> really? You know, these are the things. Like, so, you know, when I hear things, I always, you know, when, when people come up with something, you know, they, I don't do this. I don't know. Well, why? I want to know why. Because sometimes people have legitimate reasons. Sometimes it's just dumb as hell. Like the umbrella theory, I'm not saying yours is. I'm Listen, talking about opening umbrellas indoors. I, I go the extra step. I'm just like, umbrellas, don't even mess with them. Put on a jacket, fam. But why won't you mess with an umbrella? Just curious. Because I, I love them, by the way. Listen, I, you have your two hands, right? Mm -hmm. You put on a jacket, you got a little hoodie, you can mm -hmm. use your hands, right? You can hold on to stuff. Mm -hmm. Why am I going to limit myself to one hand? Okay. Right? Mm -hmm. that, I, I, I hear I, you. But you know, to they, the umbrella listeners, listen, you can still rock with us on just the time more, conversations. Right. <laughs> there's a little more to that. You're comfortable in that space. But to the person who don't want their clothes to get wet, I meet them where they are. I understand why you want an umbrella. You want you, you want to make sure that you're covered, that you don't show up to a meeting soaking wet. You know, it's just it's just a matter of convenience, man. It's uh, you know, like so it's a convenient thing. Like I have a thing against long umbrellas, if we may. <laughs> no, no, I do. I, I, I go out of my way. I was in Paris in 2018. Started raining. I'm like, I'm freaking out. All types of long umbrellas. I had to pay something like 54 euros for a, yeah, for, for a short umbrella. And it's a reason behind that. Because I'm over there and I'm driving. Hold on. And a short umbrella. The reason why a short umbrella works is because... When you close it, I can put it in below my my legs and, you know, just close it down and push it in between. A long umbrella, I got to wet up everything in the car, you know, when I get in. So that's my reason. Once you have a, a legitimate reason for why you have something against something, I, I, I'm cool with that. I was about to say, because I'm like, Joe, you like six something. I'm like, no, <laughs> what I'm, you doing low? No, no. I look for a short umbrella that's 60, uh, <laughs> what, what is it, 60 centimeters long, uh, wide. I look for the big ones. Hey. Anything from 54 to 60, I look for those. Hey. I don't look for those little tiny things. <laughs> no. May as well just get those umbrella hats. <laughs> as, as we come towards the end of our time, mm -hmm. any last thoughts, words of wisdom um, from you of things that you want to spit? Stay woke. Stay, stay woke. Don't let them shake you. By the way, woke is the new black. Hey, woke is the new. No, you hear them hating on the word work. Work, work is the new black. Who the hell want to walk around sleeping? <laughs> stay woke. Don't let them take that from you. Stay woke. Uh, uh, you heard it here. Stay woke. Um, before we have you go out, one mm -hmm. of my favorite questions to ask people all the time. Mm -hmm. is what's a song that's close to them or what's a song that makes them think of the work, their work, that they can share, that people can connect with you by taking the time listening to that song. So what's a song that's close to Joe Ugly? And there's so many of them, man. 
<laughs> oh God, man! They, come on, man! You can't ask me a song. There, it depends on the mood. There are so many songs that I could. Like I was just listening to Vo Williams, and it's like, and that's an independent artist who's making it work as far as it goes. So, so somebody wrote something else. Harry jokes. <laughs> Harry says, "Stay blind and woke." <laughs> Stay blind and woke. <laughs> By the way, you guys call him Harry, Harry Dross. No, it's Harry Jokes. That was his name when we were on, when he used to be on my morning show. Hey. He was the local engineer for, excuse me, he was the local engineer for NHH. So I always used to say, Harry Jokes. He's got a joke to tell. He's got to put on something onto everything. Everything. It's a joke. <laughs> I got love for Harry, by the way. Hey. Where's Love Babs? Hey. I missed her. I think you missed her. I, I missed her this morning. She used to come on right after me. Hey. Love that. She started on my show, actually. What? You got to give us a song, brother. I ain't going to let you leave without giving us a song. Heck no. Okay, seriously. If there's one, it's Vo Williams. Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, uh, I don't know. Vo Williams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Uh, what the hell is the name of the track? Uh, Greatness. Greatness. Greatness by Vo Williams. Greatness by Vo Williams. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Joe, for coming down to Just In Time Conversations on WNHHFM 103.5. Until next time, let's continue to plant the seeds of change so we can grow together. Get away with things. Or-
Yeah, so great.